Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast for women in their me now years. Each week we explore habits, routines, and rituals to reclaim our power and our awesomeness to live our best chapters yet. In this week's episode, Evening Rituals and Morning Routines for Health and Happiness, I share why having a routine or ritual at these very sacred times of the day, why it's so powerful and how to create them or tweak them, as I know many of you have them, and how to stick with them through sickness and in health as the saying goes. And it is a perfect way to take the energy of our February heart-loving habits into March. This past fall, when I was teaching students in a yoga teacher training, one of the students said that she liked the word ritual way more than routine to describe the collection of steps and habits that she grouped together to make her mornings and her evenings flow. At that time, I said, hmm. I had not really thought about my language around my morning and evening habits, but I did tend to describe my morning habits as a routine and my evening habits as a ritual. She really got me thinking actually, and since our discussion, I have been exploring the energy of the word ritual and the word routine as I move through my mornings and evenings. I think what it is is that letting go of my day my journaling, my bath time, my yoga, my breath work at night feel very much like a ritual. Is it the candle, the oil, the Epsom salt? Is it the darkness? What makes it feel so much like a ritual for me? The other side of it, in the morning, I shower, there's no candle, it's still dark, for now, (laughs) starting to get lighter. There is yoga, but it's more standing yoga. Once I get out of bed, because I do some yoga stretches in bed, I plan in the morning instead of journal. And I really embrace the feeling of energy to get going, even throwing a dance party in there quite often. So for some reason, it does not feel like a ritual in the morning. It feels like a get up and get going routine. And it's almost as if I called it a ritual, it would have me getting tired and wanting to go back to bed. (laughs) So it's still a process. I'm here to tell you that I'm still exploring it. And you might say like, really, Why? why does it matter, right? I'm putting the steps into place I'm getting her done. But for me, it's all about energy and intention. It really does affect me in that moment in terms of my flow and sometimes in terms of my sleep and in terms of my energy. So it really does kind of matter. Interestingly enough, I had this amazing opportunity this last weekend to enjoy a self-care embodiment retreat that is part of my Ayurvedic mastery training. 
It worked beautifully on Zoom as we surrounded ourselves in our sacred home space with candles and warm oils and teas and dry brushes and blankets. I learned so many amazing techniques during these three days. Eight hours a day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. (laughs) But what I learned the most was the importance of these sacred times of the day. When we open up to the day and then close the loop, so to speak, at the end of the day. As my teacher described it, we bookend each day, contain it, embrace it, and fortify ourselves for the next day. And in our February episodes on heart-loving habits, we talked about how much the heart likes organization, coherence, just as much as the brain. And this is what routines and rituals are all about. The focus in a lot of the research over the last few years has been how much the brain loves routine and rituals. I'm here to tell (laughs) you, it's as much about the heart as it is about the brain. All of our systems are affected. All of our systems open up to the day and let go to the night. In the morning, our cortisol helps us to get up, our melatonin switches to serotonin, our brain waves move from alpha to beta, and we transition from our subconscious mind to our conscious mind. The door literally opens to our day, as Dr. Joe Dispenza describes it. And it's not just our brain. It's in partnership with our our heart, the synchronicity of our heart, all of our bodily systems, literally piping us into the day. Now at night, the reverse. As we let go of our day, let go of our wake cycle, switching from serotonin to melatonin, beta to alpha waves, conscious to subconscious, as the door closes to our waking day and all of our systems serenade us to bed. Very powerful times of the day. You might say right now as you're listening to this, I'm just happy to get to bed (laughs) at a reasonable time and get up at a reasonable time. That's my routine. Again, as I share information in these episodes, I'm just tossing it out there. Some things will stick, some things will not, some things will come back a little later on. But let me toss that out there for now, that in our me now years, okay, or as Jane Hogan, and you're going to hear an interview that I did with Jane. We just had a chance to chat this week, so that's coming up. So Jane describes her me now years as her freedom years. They do give us perhaps more of an opportunity for heart-loving self-care habits to bookend our days. And these heart-loving habits can make for a better night's sleep and days that just flow better. Now you certainly do not have to wait until your me now years. And in fact, I'm really encouraging you not because as you put these into place, let's say in your 30s and 40s and early 50s, they they are going to rock, right, when you get to this time. So it is that time, though, for here right now. It is the perfect time to be assessing what is working and what is not working, tweaking them, embracing this time, embracing our heart, embracing our brain. And these, let's say, heart-loving habits and routines and rituals they are life enhancing. 
and for women's hearts, particularly as we are in this time of our lives, these are not just life-enhancing habits. They are life-saving strategies for our hearts. So whether you want to dig into your evening ritual or your morning routine, or you want to call your morning routine your morning ritual, I'd love you to just play with that. The key is consistency. Giving either one that you're going to play with or both good seven days. And yes, 30 is going to be better, but I often start my clients with seven days because it is actually quite challenging to start changing, especially your evening routine, especially the time that you go to bed. Consistency though, this is the only way that you're going to know what is working, what is not working, and what you might want to continue with. It gives you that time to evaluate. Now here's the tricky thing in terms of, again, consistency. And this speaks so much to our sleep habits. A pattern that comes up quite often, and it comes up for me as well, with sleep is that we go through these patterns of sleeping well for let's say even a week, right? Even longer. And then we have two to three nights that we don't sleep well. And then we sleep really well. And then we might sleep well for a couple of days. And then we go through these patterns again. And we know very often that if we haven't slept for two nights, that perhaps the next night or at least the next night after we're gonna have a good sleep. So why is that? There are certainly lots of things going on here in terms of uh, menopause and postmenopause and hormones and chemicals and, and daily life stresses and everything. But as much as we can control our routine, when we are going to sleep, when we are getting up, that's the consistency that I'm talking about. And I know that that, that, that that is challenging, no question. But it is where I always suggest, and for myself as well, if I'm off for two or three days, I know that I've changed something in my evening ritual. And then I just go, okay, that's it, life happens. But it's so interesting. It reminds me of the power of my ritual. Lights are out at 9.30 and I am asleep before 10. I am asleep before that pit of time between 10 and two, which is our fire time, which is the time we go, oh, I just got my second wind. Well, our second wind when we're trying to get to sleep, you know, after 10 o'clock is not a helpful thing, but it makes sense. It makes absolute sense. So if we can, and it takes a while to back it up, some of you, yeah, beautiful. I have no trouble going, you know, turning the lights out between 9 and 9.30. But for others, this is a process. And that feeling of really believing in it, right? That's huge, huge. You need to see results. You need to feel better during the day or sleep better the next night. Very often to, to let's say, have the motivation and the inspiration to continue with your evening ritual. And when I'm saying evening ritual, the very first thing that you might just try to do or to embrace is to have the lights out at least before 10 o'clock. That's it. What is one thing that you can do? It might be to put warm oil. Sesame oil is fantastic because it is the um, oil that works for all the doshas. Just five minutes, you know, and be careful again. I love to do my feet before bed. 
at that point, it's after my bath and oil on my feet and uh, socks on. Not to, again, to get overwhelming in terms of how many things do I add in. And actually, if you are adding in just one or two things, you are able to evaluate them better. Is this working? You know, is this tea that I'm drinking? Is that working? Is this oil that I'm doing before bed, is that working? Is it the fact that I am going to bed earlier and perhaps turning my screens off, not looking at my screens between eight and nine o'clock and maybe not eating between seven and eight o'clock, you start to be able to, to see, and again, I'm throwing this all out at you not to say do all of this, but to know that within those time periods between six and 10, you've got those hourly chunks that yes, you can decide what you're doing in there, right? And you might be curling some nights, you might be playing basketball, so like there are things that are gonna come into play, but what can you control the most? What can you start with that you're able to evaluate over the course of seven days? And yes, the weekends count or longer. Because what happens with the evening routine when we are consistent is it affects the morning routine. So very often when I'm working with clients in terms of sleep, I am backing up from six to 10 o'clock and starting with the evening and letting the morning, the morning actually starts to sort itself out a little bit. The evening tends to be for a lot of people more challenging, not everybody. So again, this is your awareness to know how this speaks to you. Perhaps starting with what works easiest, it could be morning or evening, it could be one thing in the evening or one thing in the morning that you're changing and you're evaluating. Now again, sometimes with this podcast, I am aware of the fact that at the end of it is like, oh, I have to do something. And I would say absolutely, nope. Sometimes you're in a place that you're just taking this in. You're just taking this information in, you're breathing, drawing it in, letting it kind of sit. And then all of a sudden you're watching, you know, something on a, your Netflix documentary or you're watching, you're listening to another podcast or a magazine. You, you look at it in the grocery store lineup and it's, oh, wow, I was just thinking about that. And now I see this and then you're ready to go. So making it as simple, easy to get going and really, really thinking though about that book ending your days morning, evening, sacred time, shifts in our, in our mind, our body, all of our systems. So a beautiful, beautiful time to explore. So I'm going to let you play with that <sighs> and take a breath. So if we come back again to, as we're kind of breathing, I'm kind of swaying here a little bit and just thinking about the concept of routine or ritual and it doesn't matter what you're calling it unless it does matter <laughs> unless it does matter play with it notice it if you're listening right now in real time it is March we are moving into the energy of March and it feels like springtime okay we are getting into warm weather it's, it's actually going to be a really really warm and sunny weekend so embracing these shifts knowing you're still going to want your warm bath and your warm showers, right? We still have a couple of months of coolness. But as you're listening to these episodes and these podcasts, one of my goals is to embrace the phases, the stages of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, 
of our lives. So hand, if you like, resting on your heart. Just feeling the softness and truly just inviting anything that is meant to stay in your heart and your head from this episode today. Just trust that it will come back to you and in a different way, you'll get a spark, you'll get a reminder because our hearts are open and our minds are open. Our breath is soft. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful first week of March. Have fun exploring. And I look forward to being with you again next week. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.